Good morning, Boker Tov. Please help yourself to coffee and donuts. I want to thank our generous series sponsor for the year, our new series sponsor, Anonymous Lezecha Nishmas, Alter Shlomo Ben Pinchas, a very special, special uh, sponsor, very grateful for his generosity. We are on the 20th Parakel Mesil Sashem Ramchal. Ramoshel Chaim Lutzato has been giving us the formula, has been enabling and empowering us to chart our course towards a better version of ourselves, how to live with alacrity and mindfulness, how to live with purging our bad habits, how to be able to pursue piety as a chassid. And this chapter, Mishkal HaChassidus, we've been talking about understanding and assessing piety. You don't become a chassid by being an extremist or a fanatic. You become a chassid by being measured, by being moderate, by truly always wanting to fulfill the will of Hashem, by living a life in which we regularly want to give Hashem the greatest nachas ruach, we feel the presence and we feel the guiding hand and we feel accountable to the Almighty over our shoulder all day. Everything we say and do and watch and listen to, He is right there. So the Ramchal here in Mishkal HaChasidus has taught us that the chassid has to have a high degree of self-awareness, has to be accurate in portraying and seeing himself. Last night we did a Torah take on Atomic Habits an incredible motivational book, a Torah take on that book. You could watch it on YouTube or listen online. And we spoke about, in that Atomic Habits, James Clear makes a tremendous focus on self-awareness, being honest and true to ourselves. We all have this funny habit of distorting our view of ourselves. We see ourselves the way we wish we were rather than the way we really are. And if we don't have an accurate view of ourselves, if we're not honest with self-awareness of who we are and how we live, and the impression we give others, if we don't know our brand, how we are thought of by others, we can never improve, we can never grow, we can never change. Soloveitchik explains it's why the kior was next to the mizbeach. person had to look in the mirror of the kior before you could approach that mizbeach. You can't achieve atonement, you can't change, you can't improve or transform before you look in the mirror and you're honest with yourself. And then the Ramchal now continues, the chassid doesn't live in the here and now. The chassid doesn't say, is this act pious? Should I do this? Does this seem religious or righteous? The chassid lives with a certain mind to the future, understands the consequence and the implication, often the unintended consequence or implication of a behavior. Sometimes reacting or doing or saying that right now, it seems pious, it seems righteous, it seems religious. But you have to ask yourself, what is the intended or unintended consequence? What is the implication? What is going to happen in the long run? Maybe right now this seems righteous. Maybe right now this seems good, but will it have a negative impact or effect? Will it turn someone off? Will it create distance? will ultimately put me in a position that I fail instead of succeed. And listen to the word of the Ramchal. Lo yaso so yechote velo chassid. The stakes are incredibly high. At any given moment, if you have the choice of going the extra mile and trying to be a chassid, you have to stop and ask yourself, at what cost? At what implication? What will this do to others? Because if you miscalculate and you misfire and you do something that even in the moment seems righteous, but as a holy, unright, holy with a W, unrighteous result, then you're a chote, not a chassid. Not only is what you did not pious, but the opposite. You're a chote. So in the moment it feels great, but in fact you're a chote, not a chassid. 
And then the Ramchal gives two examples. The story of Gedalia ben Achikam, some Gedalia, Rov Chasiduso Shalaladon is Yishma Lekavchova, because he displayed what he thought was a great Chasidus, it ultimately ended up with a horrifically negative consequence. And the second, of course, the story of Kamsa and Bar Kamsa, because Savor Rabbanon Lekaruve, the Rabbanon had a certain reaction, they wanted to show a certain Chasidus, and it led to the destruction of Yerushalayim. It led to the destruction of the Beis Mikdash and the Jewish people. Harei Lecha, because of these two examples, the Ramchal concludes, Ein ladun ha-maisa hu-sham levad. Don't say right now, does this seem righteous or religious or pious? Ach tzarech lifnos ko adam liros. You have to analyze it and dissect it. And you have to think about it strategically from every angle and every perspective. To be able to see at Shiyodan Be'emes Eiza Yichshar Yoser, Ha'asiya o Ha'prisha. What's more prudent? What's smarter? What's more wise right now? To engage or disengage? To do it or to distance from it? What will be the consequence of this behavior? In those two cases of Gedaya ben Achikam and Kamsa and Bar Kamsa, the reaction, the response in that moment felt pious. However, look at what it led to. It, t- it turns out. Not only was it not pious, not only are you not a chassid, you're a chote. Chazal tell us a chacham is someone who's roa es hanolad. We don't just live in the here and now. We don't act impulsively and impetuously. We don't do what may religiously feel good in the moment. We have to look and see what will be the result, what will be the consequence. There are countless examples that we can give of how you apply this in real life. You know, Gedoli Yisrael have talked about People, children, how much do you push them to daven? Teenage boy doesn't want to get out of bed, doesn't want to make dominion on time. Do you fight? Do you push? Do you rash? Do you punish? Do you lecture? I would have thought, yes, it's our responsibility. What if they don't want to brush their teeth or shower either? What if they don't want to go to school? There are certain non-negotiables in life. Certain non-negotiables. The great Rav Shishiva, Rav Gershon, a couple of years ago, a video came out and went viral, where he talked about, you turn that child off, to davening for a lifetime. Inspire, encourage, model. Make them want to come. Wake them up gently. Invite them. But a person has to be incredible thoughtful. Because what it feels like a chassid in that moment, to be able to lecture, it's pious. I'm going to teach my child, punish my child, condition my child, hold them accountable, set them straight. It feels pious in the moment. But you're a chote. If you drive them away, if you give a negative association, so a person has to be incredibly careful, which is why of Dan Segel in his commentary, Mr. Shisharam, the Mashkiach says, this behavior that the Ramchal is endorsing is not only true for the chassid, it's true for every action we do. A person has to be present and thoughtful and mindful and analytical, not overly so that you're frozen and can't live life, can't be debilitated in life, but a person has to be thoughtful in all that we do. Why particularly we wait till the 20th parak? Look how far we are in the book, Baruch Hashem. Towards the end, now is when he talks about we need to do this. You need to do this for everyone and everything. So he explains the chassid is particularly vulnerable to fall prey and make this mistake and be a chote, not a chassid. Why? Because when it comes to behavior which is black and white and clear, eat kosher or non-kosher. You don't really need to analyze that from a lot of angles. You got to eat kosher. Speak to lashonara. You don't need to analyze it from a whole lot of angles. When it comes to halacha, even though it too can be complicated at times, but when the halacha is clear-cut, we know what we have to do. We know what is our marching order. And the opposite, if we get over-analytical, 
then we could end up doing the wrong thing, coming to the wrong conclusion. But here it's the chassid who's going above and beyond, who's doing something extra, who's showing an extra piety or righteousness. They particularly are vulnerable to be inspired or motivated or intoxicated by the piety of the moment. So the chassid, it's the one who goes the extra mile, it's the one who's trying to achieve or live or express a particular piety, who needs to be extra careful to ensure that what they're doing is right, not only in the moment, but in the long run as well. To be able to be roes hanolad, with one's eye open and anticipating and looking to the future and trying to understand the implications intended and unintended of their actions. And that's what he continues with. For example, Torah says, we have an obligation to rebuke our friends. I had a friend when I was in high school who moved over from the uh, former Soviet Union. Gorbachev just died from the Soviet Union when we were in high school. So where did he learn his English? He learned his English two places, MTV and by reading in English Tanakh. So we were teenage high school kids and he would turn to us sometimes and say, why do you rebuke me? Why do you rebuke me? That's not the way American teenagers talk to each other. Why you rebuke me? Why you rebuke me? He lives in Hollywood now. Why you rebuke me? Every time I hear the word hochech, tochech, I think of my dear friend Lev. Why you rebuke me? Hochech, tochech, hasamisecha. We rebuke, we have an obligation to rebuke, but when? Should you walk up to a stranger and lace into them about everything they're doing wrong? Should you share with someone all of your criticism and then you'll righteously and piously say, Psh, hochech, tochech, Torah empowers me, deputizes me. I'm here to hochech, tochech. I got to tell you how to live. But what happens sometimes when you do that, you get the opposite result and consequence. So we'll see, we'll pick up next time how the, even though the Torah says hochech tochiach, chazal say, just like it's a mitzvah to say what will be heard, it's a mitzvah not to say what you know will not be heard. The chassid has to evaluate and measure even more carefully because we have to have an eye to the future for ourselves and the people around us. 845, Living with the Muna. Tonight we go behind the beam with Jonathan Donath, the founder of Daily Giving. Have a wonderful day. Stay happy, stay healthy, and stay holy.